Things are a bit different this morning because we're celebrating the Feast of Trumpets with our focus on the Lord Jesus Christ. So things are a bit different, and there are three little slots of me gibbering on this morning, interspersed with some videos and amazing music. Um, all weekend, some of us have been thinking about the faith of the ancient church on whose hope we stand. We learn so much from them about the Lord God. Two-thirds of the Bible are about the ancient church following the Lord God. So we're grateful. On Friday, we had an amazing lasagna cooked by the best chefs in the world. And, yep, yep. And uh, we learned from Eleanor so eloquently about the importance of the Feast of Trumpets. And this, ladies and gentlemen and children, is a trumpet, much like the ones they would have blown in the life of the ancient church. And I'm going to blow it in a minute. You'll be interesting to hear. But those opportunities are an opportunity to prayer, share, and care, where we gather together, we speak to each other, we eat together, and we pray for one another. So there's plenty more coming up, and you're all invited to these meals. In the ancient church, they would sound the trumpet for various things, and we'll learn about them in my Thursday class over the weeks and months, but you would blow this and the church would come to worship, or you would blow this and... The church would celebrate a victory, or you would blow this and they would come to pay sacrifices for sins with the priests, or you would blow this and the Lord would come down from heaven and be on Mount Sinai in the tabernacle, or you would blow this and you would get ready for the world to come, the second coming. So without further ado, this is what it might have sounded like. This went well in rehearsals. Thanks. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. <laughs> the main one, though, this year that I want us to focus on was when that was blown, there was a call to battle. Battle for the ancient church. And we're in a battle today, just like our Jewish forefathers were. And um, the church is actually full of just tired old soldiers. Have you noticed? Anybody tired? Yeah, nods. Yeah, it's really tiring, isn't it, being part of church? It's a battle. I remember when I was 19, and I became a Christian, I think. I might have done earlier, but for sake of argument, I think it was 19. And I began to take the Bible seriously, and it was like a whole new addition to problems in my life and battles. And I began to take church seriously, and it was like extra fatigue and tiredness on all the other things I was battling on as a teenager that we go through. And I realized I need church family more than ever before. If you're not a Christian here, welcome. Or if you're tuning in at home and you don't know the Lord, you're probably in a battle too. We're all, life is hard. We fight battles. But the difference is, non-Christians just fight battles of sort of the horizontal, important as they are. But the trumpets are calling us today to punch a bit higher than that and join a battle for the world to come. When I was, before I was 19, I battled for myself, my education, though not very fervently. Um, we battled for our bodily needs, our immediate circle of friends and family. My friend sent me a picture this week, and it was outside of a school, and it was a sign. And the sign said this, your child's future depends on you choosing the right school. Wow. 
I mean, the stakes are quite high. And that is a modern battle that, you know, people can fight for like there's nothing more important for your future. I mean, it's utterly use rubbish, isn't it? Because education is temporary and passing, and it ends with death. It's also insulting to those who weren't very well educated to say that they've got no future hope. It's also insulting to the poor people who aren't educated but are the happiest in the world and often the wisest. In this world, someone once says, none of us are getting out of here alive. And we can spend... It's quite a depressing sermon, isn't it? <laughs> but it's true. We can spend all of our times battling for this horizontal when there's a vertical that the trumpets call us to consider this morning. My friend wrote this on the death of Her Majesty. Plague, war, probable coming famine in the West, and the end of a long peaceful reign. What is it all saying? Go to church. Because there the trumpets sound, and we learn to fight a battle that lasts forever. We need to get right with God. Because some battles go way beyond death. We need to join the fight of the vertical. See, the Christian today, as the trumpet sound is called for something much higher than education or good health, we are called to die to ourselves and to live for an eternal king, for his glory and honor, and to share in that. And I want us to just look at the Bible passage as we draw near to the end of slot number one. And it's Numbers chapter 10 in your Bibles, or it's up there on the screen. A call to battle from Numbers chapter 10. This is amazing for those of us who are in the battle. The Lord said to Moses, make two trumpets of hammered silver and use them for calling the community together and for having the camp set out. When both are sounded, the whole community is to assemble before you at the entrance to the tent of meeting. And skip to verse 8. The sons of Aaron, the priests, are to blow the trumpets. This is to be a lasting ordinance for you and the generations to come. When you go into battle in your own land against an enemy who is oppressing you, sound a blast on the trumpets. And this is the amazing bit. Then you will be remembered by the Lord your God and rescued from your enemies. Dear Christian, you are precious in God's sight on this day of trumpets. Sound the trumpet and the Lord says, I will remember my church. I hear my church when the alarms go up. And we say this morning, Lord, we are here going through different things. And we sound the trumpet of our hearts. Lord, hear us. Some Christian philosophers argue this. God sees everybody in the same way at all times, equally. But the Bible doesn't present God quite like that. The Bible presents God, a God who makes distinctions, who makes judgments. There's a difference between his yes and his no, his friendship and his hatred, and his promise that when his church members call up, his eyes go fully on them. Now, when Her Majesty died as a Christian this week, imagine the prayers this, Lord, remember me when I come into your kingdom. And the answer is, oh, I remember everybody equally at all times. You're just cookie-cutter people to me. Just join the queue. It isn't that. 
In the Bible, when the trumpets are called, Lord, remember us in what we're going through. The reply is this, I will hear you. And I know the hairs on your head. And they are numbered. And you are more precious to me than the many sparrows in the world. I have asked some friends from across the world who are going through battles to send us videos today so that we can pray for them in their battles. And as the children make their way out, they'll be joining us back for communion, but you've got some amazing crafty things ready. You can go now, yeah. As we're queuing up the video, as we watch the videos of these loved ones who are facing battles, the call today is to pray for them. Pray for them as they speak, or write it down on paper, what they're going through, if you have any. And pray for them throughout the day. This is what the weekend is a call for. The first video is from Dr. Robert Cunville, and he's an elder of um, a church in Shillong. You may know about that. He's spoken in our General Assembly because he's linked to our denomination. He's the chair of the Billy Graham Evangelistic Association, and he's conducted Billy Graham's funeral as well, and he's kindly sent us at Park End our first video. Thank you very much. So as the trumpets sound in Park End Church today, it's a call to the battle to live the way of Christ. And in church, we learn how to live that out together. We rely on each other to get through. Christianity is an individual, is it an individual thing. We're called to his family, his body. And the way of Christ is this. The basic foundations of the Lord Jesus and his battle for us is this. Love your enemies. Serve with humility. Turn the other cheek. Chastity triumphing over lust. Love over violence. Generosity over greed. And truth over deception. And if you're like me, and you fall regularly, we're called today to battle on. And the next scripture about trumpets is one of the greatest of all. I think I said that in the last one, but this one as well. This is from Joshua. For the mighty church of God, take comfort in this. Now, the gates of Jericho were securely barred because of the Israelites. No one went out and no one came in. Then the Lord said to Joshua, See, I have delivered Jericho into your hands, along with its kings and its fighting men. March around the city once with all the armed men. Do this for six days. Have seven priests carry trumpets of ram's horns in front of the ark. On the seventh day, march around the city seven times with the priests blowing the trumpets. When you hear them, sound a long blast on the trumpets. Have the whole army give a loud shout. Then the wall of the city will collapse and the army will go up everyone straight in. Did you see? I have already delivered into your hands this great city. He says that to the team as they're staring at the walls which haven't yet fallen. Church, remember, I have already won the battle. Now, I don't know what some of you are going through, but in my ministry, I have to deal with, uh, well, I get to, it's a privilege, people with various addictions. And often they go to these classes and they're told certain steps to sort of make their life right. And they struggle with those steps, as useful as they can be. 
But the difference with Christ, if you're a Christian this morning and part of his church, we don't fight the fight of faith to attain, to attain glory, to attain love, to attain freedom. It's already won in Christ because what he has done on the cross of Calvary, tackling sin, addiction, and death. He hands the victory to us, and then we just get to enjoy the victory and know more of it as we fight the fight of faith. Can I put it like this? When the trumpets were sounded, we were reminded of this. The only sin that any of us can ever defeat is an already defeated sin. That is the freedom and the power of Christianity. And so we come now to video two, the next group, and we can pray for them in their battles that they would be spreading that freeing message that the Lord has won on their behalf. It's from Noah Bartlett from St. Andrew's Church in Athens and Helping Hands Refugee Ministry, very close to Phil and Kathy. Thank you. The final slot before we uh, move over to the Lord's table for Holy Communion is based on Exodus chapter 19. So if we could have the final reading up, that would be brilliant. I think it's the best reading of uh, <laughs> the church. On the morning of the third day, there was thunder and lightning with a thick cloud over the mountain and a very loud trumpet blast. Everyone in the camp trembled. Then Moses led the people out of the camp to meet with God. And they stood at the foot of the mountain. Mount Sinai was covered with smoke because the Lord descended on it in fire. The smoke billowed up from it like smoke from a furnace and the whole mountain trembled violently. As the sound of the trumpet grew louder and louder, Moses spoke and the voice of God answered him. The Lord descended on the top of Mount Sinai and called Moses to the top of the mountain and Moses went. This passage, as we remember the trumpet sounding today in the life of our ancient church, reminds us that there was a day, as like now, where the angel of the Lord, Jesus Christ, led the church to meet God the Father on the great mountain. And on the third day when the trumpets blasted, the Lord left the heavens and rested there on Sinai to meet his people. Sound the trumpets. God is here. And the Bible teaches us that a trumpet will sound one more time. And as like in Exodus, the Lord will leave the heavens and come back to earth. Led by his prince, Jesus, the Father returns. A day where all evils are dealt with and all wrongs are put right. And the Bible says it's coming like a thief in the night, so the church is to remember this celebration of trumpets, so we are ready. God the Son has been entrusted all judgment for all wrongs and all evils, and the earth will shake when he returns on his great day of judgment and wrath. Non-Christian, let the trumpet move you now to come to the Lord in repentance and faith. Cast your sins upon him and he cares for you and will set you free. 1 Thessalonians chapter 4 says, Remember this and encourage one another. Because it is a day where all evil, darkness, sin and death are finally banished. And so we pray for this last group, perhaps closest to home, who need a glimpse of all evils being put 
right. And we join now with our Christian brothers and sisters in Ukraine. This video is about four and a half minutes long, so it's the longest one. This is Piers Crow, who was brought up in Cardiff. He runs a ministry called the David House, which works in Central Europe and particularly Ukraine. His desire is to see believers in Jesus grow in unity and strength. Thank you. 